Welcome back to the Weekly Rundown with Atlas. The official podcast by Monash International Affairs Society. We are your hosts, Shania and Fibianka. Hey, Fibianka, what did you get up to this weekend? Hey, Shania. So uh, on the weekend, I've been preparing for my exams. A yeah. lot of exams coming down. A lot of exams coming down under here in Australia. Um, but other than that, I had my little taste of democracy at the 2022 Australian elections. Yes, me too. That was a bit exciting. That was, especially the results. Definitely. And I think that's what we'll be talking about today. Yeah, do you want to get us into it? Yes, I'll brief you guys on what's been happening with Australia's new Prime Minister, what does it mean for Australia's future, and essentially the world as well. So what happened? Here's the event and here are the facts. So on Monday, the 23rd of May, we officially welcomed Anthony Albanese. He is the fourth Labour leader since World War II to oust a Liberal Prime Minister. That's a little fun fact there. Yeah. So as you guys know, on the weekend, on the 21st, um, Australians poured in into the polls, um, electing members of the 47th Parliament of Australia. So the incumbent, uh, the Liberal slash National Coalition government, which was led by former Prime Minister Scott Morrison, he was trying to win a fourth consecutive term in the office, but was defeated by the opposition, the Labour Party, mm-hmm. led by Anthony Albanese. Yeah, and it's actually interesting because I think a lot of people in the last election thought that Labour would win. Yes. But they didn't, and it's interesting to see that after COVID and everything that happened with that, mm-hmm. they have now won this year. A hundred percent. And I guess what was a little bit more shocking to mm-hmm. everyone was that it was a wipeout loss mm-hmm. for the coalition. Like, they won, the Labour won, by an overwhelmingly large amount of votes mm-hmm. um, and even for the coalition this is the lowest portion of seats that they're going to ever have since the 1946 election because yeah. I think a little bit of history for everyone who doesn't know much about Australian politics it's that the Liberal Party um, they're the ones who often hold the position in government so that was definitely a big shock for um, Australians all over the country and um, so I guess what we could hear more like more about mm-hmm. now with Anthony Albanese is that um, sort of like his policies now that he's stepped in. But, I mean, we got to give him some time. It's only mm-hmm. been a couple of days since he was sworn in. So, yeah. But more to come, and we'll brief you guys more eventually about his actual policies. But um, what has been in the news and circulating, um, I've gotten from, from mm-hmm. ABC, is that um, he states that Australia could become a renewable energy superpower. So he came in um, into government with the idea that he was going to take a lot more action with climate change. Mm-hmm. So we love that. Yeah, I think I saw somewhere as well that uh, they wanted to reduce carbon emissions as well. They yes. had a target for that. Yes, exactly. And he says that the opportunity is now to end the climate wars in Australia and that Australian businesses know that good action on climate change is good for jobs and good for our economy. And mm-hmm. I want to join the global effort, which I definitely love to see because yeah. I feel like Australia is lagging a little bit behind mm-hmm. compared to other countries in regards to actually setting goals, yeah. to battling climate change and actually achieving them. Yeah, I feel like one of the, this is one of those points that really got him a lot of votes because yes. we can see with the recent election how the people's will is kind of reflected through their votes oh, with yep. especially the Greens getting so many votes, I feel like, compared to previous years. Exactly. So that was really good to see, mm-hmm. um, especially since climate change is one of the biggest predicaments facing humankind right now. Yeah. Definitely great to see. Um, yeah, so he promised that he'll be leading Australia's first Labour government in many years, 
um, and promise to ad adopt more ambitious emission targets. So we'll report more on that and we would love to see that. Mm -hmm. What about his more foreign international relations kind of policy? Yeah, great one. So I think I'll be touching more about the Australian-China yeah. relationship because we know that's been a bit of a up and down yeah. for the past recent years. So yeah, um, as we know in recent years, um, under the Liberal uh, Scott Morrison government, we've unfortunately seen like a steep decline in the bilateral relationship, mm -hmm. um, especially even with Beijing and Canberra. They've clashed over several issues, resulting in a diplomatic stalemate, but ultimately it was damaging the like their relationship mm -hmm. it helped uh it damaged essentially the businesses yeah. the relationships even a bit of racism yeah. that was happening so we don't like to see that but no. it looks like there is a nice light at the end of the mm -hmm. tunnel for this relationship because a changing government um it's bringing a sense of cautious optimism mm -hmm. that tensions can be eased mm -hmm. so on monday uh on 21st as soon as Literally, Anthony Albanese was sworn in mm -hmm. as prime minister. China's government uh, broke a more than a two-year freeze on their contact with Australia's ministers. Yeah. They sent um, a congratulatory message to the new prime minister. And yeah, the premier, Li Keqiang, he is the foreign minister for China. Mm -hmm. He said that, and I quote, ready to work with the Australian side to review the past, look into the future and uphold the principle of mutual respect. Which sounds very promising. A hundred percent, especially, and I think this would be great news actually for everyone, China's Australians, Australians in general, and just the businesses as well. Yeah. We can all benefit from a greater and stronger bilateral relationship. Mm -hmm. Albanese, he told reporters on Tuesday that he welcomed the Chinese Premier's letter and that he said that Australia seeks to have good relationships with all countries. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think that's a really nice, nice outlook. And we heard some other perspectives from academics. Uh, we're taking one from Professor James Lawrenson from the University of Technology uh, of Sydney. Um, he said that there was a possibility for an improved trajectory, but he doesn't expect a reset, mm -hmm. which I think is... Fair enough. Fair enough. Because you can't really erase history. You can't exactly. erase actions that have already happened. Exactly. But you can build in the future. A hundred percent. Exactly. So he said that Labour's approach for dealing with this challenge is different to the Morrison's government. And it's less bombastic talk, more practical action, and more emphasis on non-hard power responses like diplomacy. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a very interesting perspective. Yeah. And I think that is what we all would want to see. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. On the topic of improving international relations, yes. after welcoming the new Prime Minister, mm -hmm. one of his first duties almost immediately after he was sworn in was to actually attend the Quad Summit in oh Tokyo. Oh my gosh, yes, I saw that. How yeah, exciting. I know, and I think it's a great way to kick off his time in office. A hundred percent. I like. Can you imagine being sworn in and be like, bye guys, heading up onto a plane now. I know, and meeting with some of the greatest leaders in the world. Exactly, <laughs> I love that. So, yeah. Tell us more really quickly, though, like what is the Quad, just in case our listeners don't know, yeah, which is all course. good. Yeah, so the Quad is a strategic alliance between the US, Australia, India and Japan, which focuses on issues within the Indo-Pacific region, Great. mostly. Great. So the summit predominantly focused on the Indo-Pacific, which was described as the engine of global growth and vitality for um, by Japan's Prime Minister Kishida. And the joint statement from the summit vowed the Quad's steadfast commitment to a free and open Indo-Pacific where economic growth is sustainable and inclusive. Great. Which is a good, I feel like a good way to go go forward with this. Oh, definitely. And you know what? Anything for the development of the Indo-Pacific, which mm -hmm. we know 
that their voices aren't really often heard yeah. in a global arena is great. We'd love to see that development. Yeah, exactly. So they discussed a lot of a range of different issues. Mm. With the war in Ukraine, the yeah. Quad's collective standpoint is kind of hard to specifically determine because of India's heavy dependence on Russia. Yes. However, the US has previously acknowledged that this dependence on Russia for its de- defence imports could not be overlooked. So the Quad will focus on mutual points of convergence. I like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I do like that. I like that, although that every country have like their own different yeah. um, focuses and their own points of views, mm-hmm. this Quad is like, no, we're here for one particular reason. Yeah. It doesn't matter if we don't stand exactly. on this one topic. And they're understanding that India depends a lot on Russia, Russia. for this aspect, and yeah. they can't really just completely leave, well, like abandon their relationship with right Russia. right and actually there's a lot of countries that's also depending on Russia, mm-hmm. but that's another thing but yeah, yeah <laughs> definitely so the leaders discussed their responses to the ongoing war and humanitarian crisis in ukraine and reiterated their strong resolve to maintain peace and stability in the region mm. they stated in, the, in their statement that they underscored unequivocally that the centerpiece of the international order is international law, including the UN Charter, respect mm. respect for sovereignty and territorial integrity of all states. Yes. Now that's interesting mm-hmm. because I think we all know what's that kind of heading towards. Yeah. Um, China and the South China Sea. Yeah. Okay. So one of the Quad's main mutual points of convergence was China. Yes. The statement highlighted challenges to the maritime rules-based order, including mm-hmm. in the East and South China Seas, like you said, mm-hmm. both waters that have long been contested with overlapping territorial claims by numerous countries. The statement did not include, though, any explicit mention of China, mm-hmm. but offered a veiled warning. So, quote that I kind of got out of the statement was that they said that they strongly oppose any coercive, provocative or unilateral actions that seek to change the status quo and increase tensions in the area, such as the militarization of disputed features, the dangerous use of Coast Guard vessels and maritime militia and efforts to disrupt other countries' offshore resource exploitation activities. Mm-hmm. That's interesting because... I- it's one thing to not mention the word China, mm-hmm. but it's another thing to have this warning. And it's yeah. kind of like, yeah, like we're yeah. we're kind of talking about you, China. Yeah. But I guess know. I guess in their point, from their point of view, they are talking. They're there to discuss the region as a whole, and yeah. they are then talking about the occurrences that have happened in the region without yeah. necessarily bringing in them. the players. Yeah. which is you know what I find is quite respectful, yeah. honestly, um, because again. The focus is Indo-Pacific. We want to keep it broadly. Yeah. Because anything is happening, actually. Yeah. Exactly. So they also announced a Indo-Pacific maritime surveillance plan in an attempt to combat illegal fishing. Yes. And respond to humanitarian and natural disasters within the region. Very nice. They also pledged more than $50 billion towards developing infrastructure to counter China's growing influence in the region. And they specifically pledged additional help for island nations in the Pacific 
where China's influence has grown in recent years. So then, yeah, what else was mentioned in the Quad? Yeah, so during the summit, the Quad also condemned North Korea's recent surge in missile testing. I did see that in the news. Mm -hmm. And they also called for an end to violence in Myanmar, where the military seized control in a coup last year. Yes, and also these are all mentioned in our past episodes, if you guys want to look back now. Yeah, and they also pledged to continue cooperating on pandemic response, infrastructure investment, climate action, and a lot more, a range of other topics. Yes, yes. In the realm of climate action, though, the transition to clean energy economies was proposed as part of the Indo-Pacific Economic Framework, mm. which is a new... Type um, of topic that they're yeah. bringing in. Yeah. And it was presented as having the potential to solve problems and create jobs. Oh, we love that. Mm-hmm. We do like that. Yeah, so that's exactly how Biden presented it at this summit, mm-hmm. which I think presents a good view for the future. Definitely. But hopefully it actually is realistic and feasible and is actually put into action. Yes, because it's nice to have all these uh, dialogues and Mm -hmm. these important talks, but it's another thing to actually get these going, rolling up our sleeves and really having a brighter future for everyone. Yeah, exactly. So President Biden, Prime Minister Kishida, Prime Minister Modi and Prime Minister Albanese said that the Quad's latest measures are aimed at demonstrating that the group is a force for good Mm -hmm. and that it is committed to bringing tangible benefits to the region. I love that. Very hopeful, I think. Very hopeful. Mm -hmm. And you know what? We should end on a hopeful note. I think we'll wrap it up there then, Phoebe Anchor. Yes, we definitely will. Thank you, Shania. And thank you to everyone who's listening. And thank you to everyone who's been submitting their questions and their topics. We've been getting a lot of responses from you guys. Thank you so much. So don't forget to follow us on our socials, get in contact with us through our socials. They're all written down below. And have a lovely rest of the week. Bye, Bye, guys.